0: It's okay. If you missed your favorite show podcasts are ready. The all new ESPN Chicago app is here.
1: This is Chicago's home for sports. This is ESPN 1000.
2: Halfway home on the Xander and Hanley show. ESPN 1000 is the place you are here. We're glad you are. And, uh, Boy, we are so lucky to have the busiest man in sports broadcasting join us right now. He is uh, probably still the best hair in the Big Ten, even though he's (laughs) broadcasting instead of playing. He is Tim Doyle, a great Twitter follow, at TimDoyle00, the number that he made famous during his playing days. Tim, how are you doing? Good morning.
3: Hey, Brian, Mark, what's up, guys? You know, it's funny you said made famous because I took my son, Chicago Joe, to his first Northwestern game. And I was like, you know, your daddy was a pretty big deal here and stuff. So mm-hmm. we get to the game, and he's looking up at the banners, and he goes, you know, your jersey's not hanging anywhere. Mm-hmm. I said, I, yeah, I said, "I actually wasn't that good. He goes, well, Willie the Wildcat wears it. I said, and that's how they've honored me, by having the freaking <laughs> mascot wear my number around? Well, that
0: is pretty cool, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'll,
2: I'll tell you what i saw you out of colorado state last night or a couple nights ago after marquette's big win over villanova and there you are popping up and now you've got the loyola what a great story the ramblers are 22nd ranked against missouri state bears today both 14 win teams and the job that drew valentine has done taking over from porter moser i mean it's been seamless and who knows where the what the ceiling is for this team
3: You know, well said, Brian. And uh, the Missouri Valley Conference, I think, goes underrated. You know, they've won a game in the tournament almost every year for the last decade. And we all know the teams when they pop up, whether it's Loyola Chicago or Wichita State when they're in or Northern Iowa. It seems like every year they're getting into the tournament. So my point is always, well, why don't more teams get in? But as far as the, the job Valentine has done, he's been remarkable. He's only 30 years old. I mean, when I was 30 years old, I was getting thrown out of Kincaid's and McGee's. Like, I didn't I think, have his maturity
2: I think I was with you a couple of those nights.
3: <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, here's the big thing that they have. They have experience and cohesion. And with the COVID year and with so many transfers, that ends up being their massive advantage. You know, they have five guys that have started over 40 games in their career. And Lucas Williamson, I love the kid. He's a Whitney young kid. But it seems like he's been in school since 1994. Like, you know, it's his 50-year. But but that's an advantage because everyone really understands their role. Now, I'm actually driving to the game right now, which is awesome, from the suburbs. And I did take a peek at the line. And Missouri State is the last Missouri Valley team to come to Chicago and knock off the Ramblers. It was a couple years ago. And they're really good. This line, I think, should be... Closer to like five or four and a half because Loyola's played five games in conference, guys, and in three of them, they were down double digits. So I think that you're laying an absolute premium. My southern line was at eight and a half. I think you know who I like in this game. I can't make a pick on the game, Mike, and no. Mark and Brian, but I absolutely love Missouri State for crying out loud.
2: Well, you mentioned cohesion, and we were talking Bulls basketball, and and they seemingly have great chemistry. Guys get along. They've got some talent now. It's been a wonderful season to this point. What are they missing? And and uh, if, because of what went on last night, would you want a guy like Grayson Allen as a teammate? Uh, is there is, you know, between toughness and and dirty play or whatever? Do the do the Bulls need more toughness? Uh, let alone you know they don't need guys body slamming people. But right. what are they missing?
3: Yeah, I mean. Uh, it, they, I, we could do an hour show on those two questions, probably, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, right right now, you know, the cohesion is lacking because of the Levine injury. But before he was injured, and before the Nets debacle when they got embarrassed on national TV, I thought the Bulls were one of the top five teams in the NBA. Yep. So, what we saw that night from the from the Brooklyn Nets when they're healthy and which is rare and they're not having off the court issues, the Nets at full strength. If we ever see them at full strength, they're probably the best team in the NBA. Cause they embarrassed the Bulls that night. But overall, I think the Bulls are one of the top four teams in the East. When you look at the Bulls, the Heat, the Bucks, and obviously the Nets. So, um, you know, the bench is always a question mark, especially the bigs they bring off their bench. But what an awesome addition DeMar DeRozan was. And yeah. this is all about relationships. You know, he had a relationship with the GM, Mark Eversley, from his Toronto days. So when we brought in DeRozan, and I say we because I root for the Bulls. I live in town. and. You know, he's just – he's added an element of just professionalism, and I think he's going to make Zach Levine a better pro long-term. Are the Bulls going to win the NBA championship? They're going to need help, meaning, you know, maybe the Nets aren't at full strength, maybe some uh, sort of injuries. I think the Bucs, when they have their big three intact, Mm -hmm. as they did last night, they're 18-3 and in the season. I just trust them. There's just so many unknowns right now with the Brooklyn Nets. But would I want Grayson Allen as a teammate? I would. Here's the deal about him. Yeah, of course, he's, you know, he looks like if Ted Cruz had, like, a baby with an athlete, it would be Grayson Allen. Like, I always feel like. Well, thanks for that shit.
0: image. Thank you. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah I, every time I see Grayson Allen, I just think of, like, Ted Cruz oh. in shape and, like, making jumpers. Uh, but he plays, like, super hard. He's always been the villain. And, you know, anywhere he goes, I know what that's like for everyone to be you know, kind of rooting against you. So he plays with an edge. You know, Caruso plays with that same edge, but he's just a little bit more likable. I don't know. There's just when you wear that Duke uniform, Brian and Mark, you know, I think a lot of people just all of a sudden have an opinion towards you.
0: Well, what happened last night was pretty tough to watch, and that looked, uh, obviously, that was a flagrant fall. And, and, you know, when we see something like that happen, uh, you know, we can't help but think, wait a minute, we need a little toughness, but where's that line between toughness and and dirty? And I think it's probably a very fine line at times because you're competing. If you're a hard compete, you know, comp, uh, somebody who competes hard, you know, that's, that's kind of hard to, you know, decipher, but we do need more toughness and we need Vooch to play consistently as he's a big man. We need him to play like a big man consistently.
3: I, I think, Mark, that, You know, with the injuries, what we're watching right now is guys' roles are changing, and and that's hard to do. You know, Mm midseason, you know, we're watching the Warriors go through a bit of a struggle. You saw Steph Curry last night kick the chair, and my point with that is with Clay coming back, you know, his role has changed, and now Draymond Green is hurt. And and the Bulls are going through a similar thing where, you're right, Nikola Vucevic maybe needs to revert back to his magic days when he was giving you 24 points and 12 rebounds every night. But Mm -hmm. when they're at full strength, they don't necessarily need that from him. So, you know, the roles are changing right now. I think the Bulls, you know, once they're get, going to get healthy, which is obviously with the ball injury going to be a couple of weeks, I think they're going to be a lot of fun to watch. I think they're going to win their first-round series. And then in order for them to advance and make the Eastern Conference Final or get to an NBA championship, I think they're going to need some help. And, hey, the reality of sports right now is being healthy is so, so important
2: so before we get to your nfl picks because uh, hammer is your middle name and now it's a family franchise because at chicago joe doyle is uh six and oh last weekend he's got the money bag sitting on his lap to prove it so great follow on twitter both uh tim and his son chicago joe doyle if you want to make money uh certainly check that out because the hammer's got a all money line four-team parlay today which wow uh a lot a lot of uh, locks there for to have four teams on the money line uh, Tim but uh before we get to that when when you start looking at uh the the um, college football basketball here in the state are you buying the Lion-Eye stock at this point they you know, it, when they're healthy are they legit or has it's been up and down so far
3: yeah I think they're another team right with uh the Corbello injury and him coming back you know they've had a hard time finding any sort of rhythm so You know, if you're Brad Underwood, you've obviously had, you know, moments of greatness this year. You know, Coburn is an absolute, you know, low down low, and he's able to do so many different things. But, you know, they have to get healthy. um, And you want to be peaking at the right time. So it's so hard to predict because of the injuries and then the COVID and the pause, you know, which team's going to be coming into its own. I'll tell you this right now. I I was at the Northwestern Michigan State game when I was telling you about the mascot, and – I thought eyeball test that day in Evanston, Northwestern was just as good as Michigan state. Now they ended up losing that game, but what was so ironic was, you know, two weeks later, they go to East Lansing and knock off Spartans. Now they've kind of thrown up on themselves in a ton of games this year, whether it was the loss in Maryland at overtime or the game to Penn state recently, or, you know, they, they had a hard fought loss to Wisconsin. I mean, they've been, my point is they're just as good as anybody in the big 10 this year. Ah, uh, with the exception of probably Purdue, but we've even seen Purdue have it, its yep. losses at times. I think Purdue's the best team in college basketball when they put it all together. Even their losses have been, you know, somewhat flukes. But I think Illinois, at the end of the day, is going to be fine. I think the biggest thing for them is to get Corbello back because he's such a dynamic player and he makes everybody else better on the court.
2: All right. So, do you have your hammer while you're driving? Can you give us your NFL Chicago Joe's? NFL I got my pitch? pen.
0: I've got my pen.
2: Hold on. Okay,
0: I'm ready.
3: Yeah. You know, here's the deal. Get over to my Twitter. I always try to do the Chicago Joe videos for under a minute because no one has an attention span anymore. And I appreciate Mark and Brian. You know the love that I got from you guys. And you know Brian Hanley and I have been friends a long time, but it's amazing the support that I've got across the country because. You know, Joe's got his challenges, and for my wife and I, that's a challenge for us every single day. The way that him and I bonded over trying to grow his confidence through the videos. And, you know, I'm an Irish guy, so I don't really know how to express my feelings or emotions, but those videos and the impact it has on people is pretty amazing. And I, I think the biggest thing I want to tell, especially dads out there, because a lot of men don't know how to express their feelings. My dad was never anyone that, you know, told me I, he loved me or, vice versa, back to him, I'm trying to get better with it. You know, for dad, you're supposed to be tough and to be strong, and that gambling stuff, that ended up being therapy for me, and I That's just want awesome. to yeah, let Dad's know out there that it's okay, and you may not have all the answers, but just to talk about it or to get it off your chest, because people care, and they want to support you. A lot of people don't know what to say to us about Joe's challenges and uphill battles, but just to know that guys like yourself And across the country and people on social media are there for me man that really meant a lot for me when i was going through a really hard time so to the dads out there yes i had a few beers once in a while good to drown my sorrows you know you you feel that way but that's not always the most healthy way to kind of let go your your problems or issues or things that are on your chest so i did it through an unconventional way joe and i loved love the action it's a great way to see him kind of grow his confidence but i appreciate you guys mentioning that it means a lot to me Six it's, it's oh. been
2: remarkable yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's been really it, cool. it, it's a been a remarkable journey to watch via twitter yep tim and it's and it's ongoing and joe is terrific and you have been terrific and your wife obviously so we will direct everyone everyone to your twitter feed yep. to get the uh picks because we want that traffic at tim doyle double zero at chicago joe doyle and um Maybe. I later. T- I,
3: you know, it's funny. I, it, the other night, when he was uh, the Rams were playing, they played a Monday night game. I was putting him to bed, Brian and Mark, and I said, "You know, buddy, I love you and have a good night." And he just opened one eye and he goes, "What's the Rams score?" I said, "What I nothing, buddy. Go to bed." <laughs> but I'll, t- I'll, I'll, I'll say this and last thing. If he goes 0-4 this weekend, I told him he's grounded.
0: You've got to get him a transistor radio to put an uh, old-school transistor radio oh, put boy. under the pillow like oh, we no doubt, his kids. No doubt. And we'll be watching
2: you on CBS Sports Day. you got Loyola in uh, Missouri State at um, 3.30. So um, do a, I know you'll do a, another top-notch job. You've been, the, you've been everywhere. Even American Airlines can't keep you in Baton Rouge when, they, when their kiosk doesn't work. So
3: that's right what a disaster and I want to thank you Brian you know Mark Brian Brian covered me when I was at Northwestern and him and I stuck up a friendship and when I finished graduating school um he gave me an opportunity on his show and he was really one of the founding fathers of my career, so I'm always grateful to Brian. And uh, That's awesome. Goes, and it sounds yeah, like you guys he,
0: got kicked out of a couple bars together, too. Yeah, I, I you tried know, to. Yeah. <laughs> Br- Br-
3: Br- you know, Brian and I have a lot of similarities parts how we were raised <laughs> and things we were like, but we're not always proud of what we like. You know what I mean? but it is, no. what it is, Mark? You know what I'm saying?
0: I told, I, you know, I told, fandom is emotional. <laughs> I told Mark about my uh, Jägermeister days
2: in my 20s, so, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah help no. that's why i don't remember most of my 20s
0: all right tim we'll yeah, be watching thank you, tim. thanks for yeah. joining
3: us yeah thanks guys appreciate take it take care.
0: care at tim doyle double zero it's a fabulous follow chicago joe is six and zero, oh, and we, we can get the picks there so uh during break i'm going to go and look and i'm going to make my adjustments as needed here we'll be back we'll on give, yeah we'll give our picks too right yeah yeah we definitely will we're here until noon, or no, 1, 1 p.m. here on ESPN 1000. It's Handley and Xander. We'll get around to talking about the Bulls again if you want to talk about that. We'll talk about the Bears and their GM and head coach and uh, you know, search. I know you guys talked about the Hawks, and they have their challenges. We'll hit, uh, you know, all things Chicago sports on up until 1 p.m. here on ESPN 1000. <laughs> And Lee and Xander, ESPN 1000. Brian, I think uh, Sylvie made up to uh, Milwaukee last night with the family to take in the game against the Bucks. Well, he is our number one Bulls fan here he
2: is. on ESPN
0: 1000. Yes, he, he, he was. Uh, his neck veins were popping. Did you hear uh, that reference to him on the uh, TV broadcast, I believe it was?
2: Yeah. One thing about Sylvie, you know, it, uh, the emotions are not only on his sleeve; they're on his neck, sometimes. all over his
0: face and neck. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. We've got Brandon in Westchester who wants to talk about the Bulls before we get to talk about the uh, NFL divisional playoff games this weekend. Welcome to ESPN 1000, Brandon. What's
1: up? Thanks for taking my call, yep. guys. I just wanna I want to sum it up like this: uh, I put that loss on Kobe White last night. You can't you can't be a starter, and, and your role is to score and you only score seven points in 37 minutes. That's the first time I ever saw him very timid. He didn't want to go to the hole. And, and and the way I look at it with these injuries, they can define you. And two guys who need to remain on this roster when everybody comes back, this kid, Cook, was really good last night. To start at Power 4, he was active. He had a big that with his presence. And he's also he also rebounds well. And he can score when he's in the post. And Matt Thomas needs to be on his roster. He can flat out shoot the ball. We need a guy on a 12-man roster, period. Uh, he needs to be. And the way I look at it, Billy Donovan needs to stop bringing Vooch up top to set a pick. He doesn't roll. He doesn't hit the three. So what's the point of him even sitting out there? They're already doubling the Rosen regardless. And why does a pick have to be set with a big man? I don't understand why you can't use a guard to set a pick. And Kobe can knock the three down. I don't understand why we're using Booch in a pick and roll. Like I said, he doesn't roll at all. So, so why are we using him? It just doesn't make sense. And, and I'm glad that game was national last night because you got people like Van Gundy telling the truth. I owe the sumo, shoot the ball. Why are you constantly passing? And if I'm, no, if I'm, if I'm the coach, I tell him straight to his face. If you pass up another shot, I'm taking you out. It's just that simple. And and, and Van Gundy said it like three times. The sumo is just passing up shots. That means you're playing scared. Thanks for taking my call.
0: Thanks a lot, a lot there. Uh, yeah, there was. And, and uh, yeah, he is uh, all pick and no roll. Yeah. He?
1: Yeah.
2: And, um, you know, Kobe White, 0 for 9 from three-point line, 3 for 15. You're going to have nights like that. But I think – Tim Doyle just said it
0: Yeah, seven points uh, for Kobe. That's it. You,
2: you just, you know, guys are doing with, when you don't have your full compliment, you don't have two of your main pieces in, in Lonzo ball and, and uh, Zach Levine guys are doing, trying to do too much. And guys like, uh, Somo are not doing enough. And it's, you know, everyone's kind of out of sync. And when you're either taking on a role, you're not used to taking or feeling like you have to carry too much of the, the burden and you keep chucking, even though it's not your night to shoot. So, you have one guy passing up shots and the other guy taking any shot that he thinks he can make and pretty much not making any of them. But, but the guy, you know, we we saw and we talked about at the top of the show is Caruso. He's he needs to be on this roster because the team's defense when he is out there and playing and and doing what he does, whether it's steals or whatever. The whole defensive tone and mindset of this team changes sure in a does. huge sure
0: and a great way. Yeah, It's good to have him back. Now we just have to get Levine back because Ball is uh, at least a month or two out. Right? Oh, easily, yeah. yeah. It, yeah it, he's it, having easily, an arthroscopic yeah. surgery,
2: and uh, he'll yeah, be out that's probably eight loss. weeks or so.
0: Yeah. yeah, that is a tough loss. Uh, it begs the question if they're going to make a um, an adjustment at the trade deadline. Uh, something and, we talked and, about last week because yeah. of this, right? Well, because of this, and as much
2: as Tim Doyle said they're a top four team, are they a team? How much do you mortgage the future for the now? Given the fact you've lost five of six and six of eight, and granted you, your health is certainly a big part of that, but again, twelve and twelve against teams with mm-hmm. five hundred or better records, right. we well, you know, how do you how do you judge the the overall record? And we've been spoiled by the enjoyable season, and twenty eight and sixteen looks great but realis- realistically how good a team are they even when healthy and are they you know the timeline still has a couple seasons to run before you legitimately start rolling the dice at trade deadlines and and trying to fill that last spot or two to, right. to cement your champ- yeah, championship and
0: chances and then, and that's february 10th and we talked about this last week and of course the uh, ball injury now is uh is a new factor as opposed to what we were talking about last week. I mean, do they do they now make a more serious move at the trade deadline? Is that something you would want to see three one two three three two three seven seven six? Because now they have a need as opposed to before. It was just to improve, but now they have to actually replace a player, a very important player on the roster. Can they get that done without giving up too much? That's I mean, the we question. saw
2: we saw last year what they did without a legit. Um, point guard, right? When when Kobe White was trying to be that guy, and mm. they shoehorned him into a position, he he took one for the team, but the offense wasn't better for it. But so he go out and make the big deal for Lonzo Ball, and everything's great until the point where he gets the injury and says, you know, what surgery is my best course of action right now?
0: Yeah, that's a tough pill to swallow. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. That projection from uh, what was it? Five thirty four. You said five thirty eight. Yeah. Five thirty eight. You're five thirty four, yeah. right? On right, Twitter, yeah.
2: Nate Silver's five thirty eight. Okay. Right.
0: Okay. Yeah, that uh, projection looks a little more close to reality, uh, seeing what we've seen from them. How many games? So are we on a five game skin? I think so.
2: Right. Five of six, six of yeah, eight. They've yeah. lost, and then again, you know, they projected. Last Saturday when we were talking about they, the 538s algorithms and computers projected the, the Bulls to be a squarely 21-21 and 21 team uh, from that point on to the end of the regular season. Certainly a 90% probability to be in the postseason, which is great because of the beginning of the year, who knew? And, um, and now it's just how how much noise can you make and
0: how much experience can you get and that makes you that much better next season right and how much are you willing to give away this year to make a run or are you just going to stand pat and let the injuries and everybody try to step up and see what you can do this year but really focusing on the big prize or the bigger prize next year
2: Yeah, absolutely three one two three three two three seven seven six if you have bull slots and also, Are you exhausted by the Bears uh, head coach GM search or your patience is a virtue and you uh, trust that the more they talk and the more people they consider, the more likely they will finally get it right?
0: But the more they talk, the more they give an opportunity for Ted Phillips to be involved. You're ruining my afternoon. I know it troubles me, greatly troubles me. That guy should just be moved out. He should run the ticket office. <laughs> as george once did yeah. george george used to go out to the parking
2: lot and if anyone was parked in um any of the parking spots that were reserved for other people uh-huh. he would slap orange stickers on the car basically like he would do be- that himself yes <laughs> that's all you need to know about the chairman of the chicago bears he wasn't chairman back then but right right well now, now he has i don't think jerry jones i don't think jerry jones is out
0: out in front of the the big palace in uh, Arlington. I'm worried about who's parked where. I don't think so. I really don't think so. We'll be back to uh, give our picks and take your picks on the uh, four NFL divisional games, starting with the Bengals-Titans this afternoon. The late night uh, or the uh, later game today would be 49ers-Packers. Tomorrow, Rams-Bucks, the early game. And the big one, I think, the marquee matchup, at least in my mind, would be Bills-Chiefs tomorrow night. And uh, we will we will talk about those. And if you want to jump in, three one two three three two three seven seven six. It's Hanley and Xander, and this is ESPN one thousand. ESPN one thousand. Mark Xander here, Brian Hanley right there. NFL divisional playoff games, four of them this weekend, two today, two tomorrow. What's the big game that you're really really excited about, Brian?
2: Uh, I think a couple things. Uh... I think the Niners Packers will be a good game anytime you get a team coming from the coast to Lambeau. Uh, will maybe snow on there. a cold night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the way Jimmy Garoppolo and that uh, Niners team is playing, um, a lot of people certainly want to take the points there and maybe even give them a shot to upset Green Bay. Um, but you said it, the Bills, Kansas City, um, if both teams are playing as they're capable of playing, it should yep. be an outstanding game.
0: My. Best bet though is neither of those games. So, okay, what uh, you, you want to get to that, or you want to you want me to go through what? Uh, yeah, what yeah I'm, let's, I'm looking let's at uh, All right, so you know what? I, I'm just going to keep it simple. Just uh, win loss. Um, I I think he. Uh, yeah, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to take the Bengals um, uh, over the Titans. I know that that probably isn't a popular choice. I know the uh, Titans are favored. In that one, but I think Burrow might come through. Remember, I'm a meathead fan first with uh, all kinds of emotional decisions like I did last week. Ill-advised, and obviously you texted me right when T.J. White <laughs> got that touchdown. It's like Big Ben. I'm like, yeah, Big ben, ah, and ha, ha, ha. Yeah, and it, that didn't work it out. That
2: went off the tracks after that. Didn't yeah, it it?
0: did it went off the tracks hard. But you know what? That would have been a great story if it worked out. It just didn't work out. But I'm taking the uh, Bengals in uh, that matchup for tonight. Look, I want to be a 49ers fan. Call me Fred Hubner right now. I don't want to yeah, see the Packers win. Honor. But you yeah. know what? You know what? I I can't I can't go against you know common sense is going to prevail here. I can't uh, go against the Packers in Lambeau on a cold night with the Forty ers coming into town, even though the Forty ers have given them fits in the past. Then for tomorrow, you know, I cannot believe um, the Buccaneers are so heavily favored against the Rams. Heavily favored, two and a half. Well, well, what? Okay, you know, let, let me say this. Heavily favored in the FPI, according to ESPN.com, which is the Football Power Index. They're heavily favored, but yeah, the uh, line itself. Yeah, the, the line, line itself, itself is...
2: smells. <laughs> it, it does. I mean, it's, it, it, it's basically saying it's mana from heaven. The Bucks are only laying two and a half. You know, bet the bet Tampa and go to the window and cash. And whenever I see that, <laughs> I run the other way. Right. Uh, that that just that doesn't seem right. Uh, I know the Rams, you know defenses, all that, and, but you're going to Tampa now. The line, uh, I just I just looked. It's two and a half. It was three. Um,
0: I'm seeing three now. Okay. Oh no, no, it yeah. was it was two and a half. Yes, and the line is three now. The open was two and a half. Okay.
2: Well, on my on my app, I just looked. It's two and a half. Um, okay. Right. I, I I mean, I'll take those points because that line smells to me. It just, they, they should win by seven, eight, 10, whatever. Pick a number, right? Larger than three. And I don't get it. Um, so I, I something does, doesn't add up to, to so I, I'm going to be the contrarian there and I'll take the Rams plus the points. Yeah. And, um, you know, the interesting, at least on my, uh, sportsbook app, the totals on the first three games, um, the Tennessee Cincinnati, the Packers Niners, and the Bucks Rams, all 47 and a half points. We <laughs> talk about synergy. Um, I, and I know the odds couple, they, you know, uh, Mike North loves San Francisco plus the points um, five and a half or six. And like I said, some people would suggest that they could steal a win outright and, and move along. Uh, I'm not sure that's the case, but I think they'll be competitive. Yeah, and uh, I know that Carmen Defalco gave out his best bet. Best play was the over in the Bills Kansas City game, which is fifty. Fifty-three from, and a half. I'm yeah. Saying, yeah, yeah. And he said, you know, he'll take him over fifty-four. Even he thinks it'll be a high-scoring affair, which would make sense, right? Yep. yep. What? i hate to i'd hate to tell you about Joe Burrow and his bono glasses uh his youtube Bono glasses but um I think he's gonna be in for a rough day with the uh Tennessee, that's my best bet. I'm going
0: Titans. They're, okay, they're, okay. Again, I, 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 that's that's an emotional one for me. I, I'm I'm rooting for the Bengals. Uh, you know, I actually have some family there that is in Cincinnati. Well, they had their one win last week. Yeah, uh, and maybe that's all they get this year. Thirty-one years, so but, they'll get another one. But definitely, I'm on the Rams, and uh, I am on the Bills over the Chiefs for sure. Yeah.
2: Well, here's the thing though with with Tennessee and and, and Cincinnati. You know, Joe Burrow said after the game, well, we, we got to be better than the red zone. No kidding. You can't stall out. I mean, the Raiders had a chance to win that game on the final play of the the game. They did. You're right. And they should have been blown out because they were, they were every mistake they could have made. They made right. Self-inflicted wounds. Mm -hmm. Cincinnati didn't, didn't wow me at all in that game. So now they're traveling to Tennessee and the Tennessee's bigger and better on either line. And, um, you know, I think they'll be able to stop the the Cincinnati run game, and I think they'll be able to run all day against the the Bengals. And so, Joe Burrow can't score if he doesn't really have a lot of time to with the ball. I think the Tennessee Titans will dominate time of possession. So the, that's my best bet. And of, and of that the weekend. is
0: yeah, that's going to be um, that's going to be key, right? If they can keep the ball out of his hands and run mm-hmm. the ball down their throat, sure. Sure, um, but I'm hoping for Cincinnati, but you're probably right, but definitely the Packers and uh, Rams and Bills for me. Although the Bills chief that, uh, the Bill's Chiefs game is going to be the marquee game, I think um, you know you've got two uh, very, very high quality quarterbacks. and we've got uh, hopefully an OC that is in play for our head coaching job here in Chicago trying to uh, you know, get past the Chiefs, Hey, it should if, be if, interesting. If, if Josh Allen goes seven drives, seven
2: touchdowns, they don't punt, they don't kick a field goal, and Brian Dabrell, I mean, you better, uh, if, I yeah, you better Joe... call
0: him during the game.
2: And yeah, heard... exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no Get doubt, Matt Nagy's no walkie-talkies and see if you can uh, <laughs> tap into the headset and say, hey, Brian, we're still waiting for you here
0: in, in at house. And, uh, the, this is uh, Ted Phillips. No, oh, no, 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 I'm not no, talking no, to you. Get no, me no, Bill no, Pullian, please. No, I'm no. not talking to you.
2: Ted needs to be putting the, the, you know, the construction signs up out at Arlington. He needs to you know, put a hard well, hat hey, you on. Know what? We can get vest. him
0: one of those trailers, right? Yeah. yeah we can him get him there. a trailer. He's got a big ego, so we can paint his name on the trailer. Anything he needs, get him a special hard hat. Just yeah, park he, him out there. He can uh, start painting the lines. Don't give him a the- phone.
2: He can paint the lines in the parking lot so that people know where to park. So yes, and he can st- be in charge of the orange slapping, stickers,
0: slapping it on the cars that shouldn't have been parked there. Yeah, that's uh, well. Yeah, you know, we've talked to uh, Dable already. Um, I was. Were you kind of surprised that he was willing to talk during you know being so no. involved in? You know no, no. this, Yeah, okay. everyone. Because uh, there are some coaches that, re, you know, OC or uh, uh, DCs that don't want to talk during the. You've got playoffs. basically a twenty-four hour
2: window there, right? Right after the win. I mean, it was literally twelve hours after mm-hmm, the, the mm-hmm. impressive display they put on New England. So he he knocked out a few interviews that day, including with Miami, and that's. And you it's know, much he,
0: easier to do with Zoom these days.
2: <laughs> exactly right. Although uh, some of these guys are are showing up in person, which. He wasn't doing that because he had a, you know, he had other things on right. his plate, like he said. Right. Um, but yeah, no, he, he need to he need to get his name and his face out there and and get that first round of interviews done, in very short order. And he did. And and why wouldn't after putting on that display with that offense, why wouldn't you want to be up and early and with everything fresh in mind that after you know the Bears brass hopefully had watched that game and said we need to talk to this guy.
0: You know, it's interesting. I uh, follow Gene Greco on Twitter sure and and did you see when uh you know he responded to somebody saying Dable, you got to be with the bears and Gian greco's like because he grew up in buffalo he's like you no can't please can not take the buffalo out of do no, pl- no. yeah please no let him be don't drag him here and ruin him please he's from new york or he's canadian i guess and he's this is his home leave him there so And I get what Mark is saying, because, you know, there are this is a bit of a trap here in Chicago with the ownership and and everything involved. But wouldn't we like to get a GM and coaching uh, combo that can be able to survive the McCaskies and also give the fans what we need and deserve?
2: Yeah, I look I don't begrudge uh Mark his uh Buffalo Bills fandom because that's no, the thing. No, I get it. They're crazy with. fans right out there. Right. I mean if he wants to jump onto a table or off a table that's on fire, or whatever they're doing there, that's fine by me. But they have Josh Allen, they have a, a head coach who seemingly knows what he's doing, and if Brian Dable or or Leslie Frazier both get hired, I, I assume they'll make the right choices to fill those coordinator positions. So you know, Mark, could just let Chicago have a Share world. the wealth, Mark, please. Yeah, just let a,
0: you're, you're, you're living here. Please let us have, don't ruin our fun. Don't ruin speaking, our fun. Speaking, speaking of Mark, uh,
2: take a quick minute here, because uh, he was um, out there on Twitter, uh, as a lot of us were, with the passing of our buddy, Les Grobstein, and, and he and Les, I mean, anyone who's been doing this for a living uh, forever, um, has have we've all known Les for decades, mm-hmm. Les was always there. I mean, that was hey for listeners what, too. Yeah, he, he. I mean, he was at any event. No one had the passion. No one had the work ethic. I mean, to see him rush from the United Center from a Bulls or Hawks game and and break his rear end to get back to the studio to do his all night show, to do it in hotel lobbies on, when he's on the road covering playoff games, and to to set up his his uh, ISDN line and be there for a six hour show, seven hour show sometimes. I mean, I saw. Mark, I saw Les drink five-hour energy drink, those little bottles like water, to to keep going to do a seven-hour solo shift. I mean, not the greatest way to to live health-wise, but that's how committed he was. Yeah. Um. But Mark obviously um was you know very moved as we all were by the passing of Les Grabstein. And if you want to go to YouTube, you can find his memorial service. Um, guys like David Schuster and um, Bruce Levine did uh, terrific eulogies, um, and, and all well so well deserved for Les Grobstein, who has been around forever. N- one of the nicest guys you'll ever want to meet. Had his opinions, hated the Lakers, uh, hated a lot of things, and and let you know, he let everyone know where he, he couldn't thought. hide his
0: passion, and no. that's what we loved about him. No. And I'm glad you brought that up because uh, that was quite a shock and quite a loss. I knew huh. him. As a listener, uh, many many years ago, and then I knew him being in the business, uh, running across him several times, had great conversations with him. I was just always amazed about his encyclopedic type of memory. I can't on, remember.
2: I can't remember yesterday. A lot of days. I, he I could I, tell you. I'll anything. tell you
0: something. I brought up something that not a lot of people remember, and he recalled the temperature and the weather conditions that day, and I that know. was the day after Lyman Bostock was murdered in Gary, Indiana. Wow. He was playing for the Angels. I was a big fan of the Angels and him, and I went to the White Sox game that next day, and I heard on the news that morning that he was murdered. And then they had a you know a moment of silence for him. So I brought that up to Les. He recalled the weather that day.
2: Yeah, it's, it's truly remarkable, one-of-a-kind. Yeah. Chicago's very own um you know, being able to to talk with him pretty much every morning for almost a decade when he was uh, signing off his show and leaving, or right. even crossing you know, shifts with him. Sir. Yeah, during breaks he would pop in the office and we would share a few minutes. So, um, again, he he mentored so many of the young producers and and on air guys. Now, was so generous with his time and his expertise, and um, just a genuine guy who who most of us wouldn't have. Done what he did to to keep going and and to to keep you know slogging along in this business and under underappreciated a lot of times as well.
0: Yeah, he he definitely was. He he's going to be missed. His presence for sure. All right, uh, we'll come back and wrap this up. We're here until one. It's Xander and Hanley on ESPN One Thousand. We'll talk uh, whatever you want to talk in the last segment. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. The Bears. What's happening with the NFL and the divisional games or the Chicago Bulls? We'll be right back. All right, we're wrapping things up here on ESPN 1000. Brian Hanley right there. I'm Mark Zander, and uh, you've, you've got the Titans in the Bengals-Titans game. That is the early game today, 3.30 start. Then we've got the 49ers-Packers up in Lambeau. Do we have game time temperature for that? I'm going to have to look that up. Les would know it. Um, yeah, he
2: would. saw somewhere that
0: there
3: was a reporter reporting from Lambeau yeah. probably a couple hours ago, one degree.
0: Oh, just one, the wind Just yeah. one. And that, yes, of course, because there is no way they don't have a windchill.
2: <laughs> but they do have the heated cables underneath the um, field, which I don't... Did Soldier Field ever get those or not? That's why the turf still works up at
0: Green Bay, no matter the temperature. Yeah, um, it's called s- smart design. Yeah. And uh, willing <laughs> to have... Yeah, willing to have a world-class facility. Yeah. Now, I've never seen a game there, but I've uh, told this oh. many times on the air. I was up in the area do do some fish and have like a little holiday with the family. So we went to Lambeau and just walked around yep. what is essentially a mall. Yep. And it is just mind blowing. It people was weird to be receptions. in enemy territory, but I so appreciated what they put into their fandom there. They have a museum, their hall of fame. Yeah. They have yeah. people have wedding
2: receptions there. Yes, uh, the yeah. groom wears the yellow farb jersey and the, the bride, the green farb jersey. The Cheese
0: Hats, they they have a whole store of Cheese Hats, a whole
2: yeah. store. Oh, yeah. It, but, uh, you know, I, I used to, when I covered games up there, it, it's like a big college town, really, because mm-hmm. that's the only game in town. You would park just like you would at some of these college games. you park on some guy's lawn and give him back in the day, whatever, Not a problem. Bucks. Not yeah. a problem. You know, no, I mean, they, they were out there and, and like, hey, uh, okay, when are you going to be done? And I'm like, uh, a couple hours after the game, I got to write a story. Okay, then I'll put you over here. Just knock on
0: the door there if you need to get a car moved
2: and I'll, I'll get that over there.
0: Uh, you, you know, your Wisconsin is very uh, accurate. I appreciate Yeah, well, that. I, I went to school in Marquette, so uh, yeah. some
2: quality time up there. Um, but, you know, I just looked. We were talking about the uh, Bucks in the uh, Rams game, and mm-hmm. I, was, I saw that it, it smelled like bad cheese, that line. Yeah. Um, although now I'm a little nervous because, according to this, 64% of the people wagering on that game have taken the points have had the same thinking that I have, which scares me. When the majority of people are with you, that's usually not a good sign. I agree on that. But, you know what, I still like that. I still like the bet. Yeah, I'm still going to do it. I'm taking the Rams on the so
0: points. So that's not going to change your mind. Uh, it Normally would, but I have some time to figure that out. We'll see how my Titans bet comes in first. Right. So, yeah, the Titans uh, are the uh, – that was your pick of the weekend, right? Yep. that's bet of the weekend. Okay. Okay. And your best bet of the weekend is, you know, I I I like the Rams Bucks. I think uh, I I think the Bills are going to beat the Chiefs. That's going to be a tight game, but I think mm. uh, Rams Bucks. Wow, I like that. Yeah, that that the that, that, uh, Bills Chiefs line is what down to one and a half.
2: One Chiefs and a half favor. Yeah, in yeah. the mm. Chiefs favor. Yeah, and that could be a pick'em game by the time it's going it's going the Bills way, right? So yeah. far, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's coming down.
0: So we'll it see. Is. It is, yeah. We will see, and uh, all of those games, um, they are going to. Uh, there going to be a lot of a uh, lot of entertainment this weekend. I've got to try to figure out where to watch them. My son, who is uh, uh, a younger millennial, or maybe he's Gen, whatever. He's not really a TV kid. Remember, we grew up with TVs. Yeah, we had, a, they, you know, they, I went they, this. going to his place. Is like now nah, I don't have any live TV. No court like, cutting. Okay. Yeah,
2: they, yeah, they, they don't.
0: don't Right, right. I've cut the cord, but I have live TV. He doesn't even have live TV, so no. I'm going to have to spend my afternoon drinking beer and watching football, which, I mean, I, I guess I'll take one for the team, Yeah, you know?
2: That's a, that's a lot of drinking if you're going to stay for both games.
0: Well, well I'll pace myself. Just don't right. have the Malort, all right? No, so, I, I promise I will be staying away from the Malort because that is only going to only lead to uh, problems.
2: And you have to be back here tomorrow.
0: So. I do, yes. We will be back here at 10 a.m. tomorrow talking uh, what happened on the two games, the Bengals-Titans and uh, Packers-49ers, and then previewing the Rams-Bucks and also and the bills the Bears bills probably
2: Chiefs. will have added eight candidates to their list. Uh, at at least eight,
0: and ten, ten, but no hires, obviously, yeah. because, you know, we're, we're not at that point yet. I don't mind that they're talking to a lot of people. I just don't want Ted in well, the room. I just don't want Ted in the room. Well, that ship has sailed. Well, not according to what he's telling people, according to what our very own uh, David Kaplan says. But hopefully that is uh, not the case at all. Brian, thanks for uh, hanging out with us uh, today. Thank you to uh, Jake and Tyler. And we will be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. on ESPN 1000. Sounds like a plan.
1: Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. This is WMVP WSHE 2 Chicago ESPN 1000. A Good Karma Brands Radio.